Assalamu salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim We are here today with uh, Sheikh Anis Sahib again, Malvi Sahib. How are you today? Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah. I'm doing good. How about yourself? How was your trip to Houston? Houston Sharif. <laughs> it was fine, you know, got to see family. That's got good. to see people, meet people, do a program. That's good. That's good. You also you also went to, the, what was it? The they had a food drive or something. Maybe you went to the Barrio Outreach. Oh yeah, it's a it's a what, what's it called? Um, it's a charity organization. Every Sunday evening, they pack boxes of food to hand out to the homeless. It's oh. a it's a Muslim organization, but it's open to everyone. It's but it's called, run by the Hispanic brothers and sisters, right? Um, the sister who started it, she's a Hispanic convert. And um, no, it's it's based, it's run by Muslims, oh, so it's it's well, not. No, I said Hispanic Muslim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, the sister who started, she's she's a Hispanic convert. Um, but she's, you know, she started it, but a lot of the helpers and volunteers is just all. It's not like a just like a Latino Hispanic. thing or anything yeah, yeah. like that. It's uh, no, that's good. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, no, alhamdulillah. it's really good. You know, you it's a lot of nice, very sincere, dedicated people come in. You know, they serve like two hundred plus boxes of food every nice. Sunday evening. That's good. That's nice. Maybe maybe we can start that here. We'll see. <laughs> so uh, today something I wanted to talk to Sheikh Sahib about was knowledge. Not, you know, this is a deep topic. We can do multiple parts on it. But the real part I want to talk about is there's a lot of, you know, you call them imams, personalities. There's different, different sectors, different, different people. Um, there's some YouTubers. They... They they don't have proper knowledge, right? Absolutely, they don't have proper knowledge, okay? I'm not even going to say I have proper knowledge. But they don't have proper knowledge at all. And uh, they like to... Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you, Robert? This is Brother Robert. He's watching and... So these brothers, they will put down imams. They will put down, you know, du'at, people like that. For the sake of their YouTube followership. Trying to get people to watch them. Or either they will misquote or mislead people even to the extent of misleading people for the sake of driving people to themselves. I'll try not to use specific examples. I'm not trying to anger anybody. But obviously there is one brother. His name is Daniel. He's recently <laughs> went after a, a very dear friend of yours and, and somebody who I met recently who, who I was following and listening to. He's very well composed, very well spoken, very learned, very knowledgeable um, Imam Tom, right? And, you know, obviously he's slandering the Imam. He's saying things which are untrue about him, you know, in regards to LGBTQ and stuff like that with this, you know, the Navigating Differences document, things like this. It's very untrue. But at the same time, when you listen to him, you realize, yes, Alhamdulillah, he, Brother Daniel may have some knowledge, but he doesn't have enough knowledge to, you know, to say the things he says many times. And a lot of times it just seems like, you know, doing like four or five hour long live streams to insult ulama, to insult shiuch. It, it, you know, the, if if a person has knowledge, would they do something like that? To insult scholars like that? So I'm I'm not going to talk about Daniel. It's not like anything specific yeah, to yeah. him. You know, yeah. like I'm not just, this is more of a general conversation. Yeah. You is, know, yeah. like um, if... If somebody has an issue with him and, you know, it could be justified or not. But just in, in general, my 
um, <laughs> what's the right word? The way I approach yeah. any personality yeah. is that even even if they're considered to be a sheikh or a scholar, because right? yeah. there's a lot of scholars that fall into this as well, yeah. or learned people that fall into this as well. If they begin to talk about other people yeah. instead of ideas or um, situations or messile or anything, then, you know, I, I automatically shut off. Like, uh-huh. it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to bother with this. Yeah. yeah. Cause you have this and it comes from, it comes from the sciences of Hadith where you have the science of Jarh and Ta'deel, okay. right? Which is basically like you study a person's character are they worthy of taking hadith from them or are they not? Okay. You know, because you you study this in hadith because you have to know, are they a liar? Are they a, um, are they a fasiq? Are they an yeah. evildoer? Are they, you know, whatever it is that they do. Or yeah. are they completely trustworthy? Are they strong in memory? Yeah. Right? So you have to learn all of these things when you're studying hadith. Because sciences of hadith is very deep and it's it it's very, you know, you know, mashallah, people who don't understand the science of hadith, they don't really truly appreciate it. That's why you have a lot of people that will say like, oh, you know, like they, they won't, they, they might hesitate about, you know, even accepting hadith altogether. Yeah. But that's besides the point. That's where it kind of comes from, right? This whole thing about, you know, talking about other people, warning yeah. against other people, you know, in the... <laughs> In the 90s, I guess early 2000s as well, you had like people saying like, oh, I'm going to refute you. Yeah. I'm going to make a PDF about you, stuff like that. It's kind of like, you know, just be sincere in what you're doing. Pass on, you know, proper beneficial knowledge and don't bother, you know, talking about other people. Don't bother debating. Yeah. You know, once once you start once you start debating another person or you start talking about another person, it's just it, I don't. The I don't floodgates see, open up. It's not just that. I I personally don't see any good that comes out of it. Okay. Right. So just in just in general, if you have people promoting, you know, beneficial knowledge, yeah. talking about. You know things that will benefit society, benefit the ummah, benefit Muslims. Stick with that. Yeah. Once you true. start, it it could it could be you know, a scholar that has spent years of his life studying under other people, but the moment they start talking about someone else, yeah, it's like that's it. You know, like I'm not, I personally will will not listen to them anymore. You know, like at, at that point, yeah. if they're going to talk about something else that could be a benefit. Then I'll listen to that. But once you start talking about other people, it's like, no, you know, like people, you'll see a lot of these, you know, TikTok, you know, personalities. Yeah. They'll be asked questions. They'll be asked, you know, fatawa and stuff like that. A lot of times they, they will answer without talking about someone else. Yeah. But then a lot of other times, like you mentioned, this is where the knowledge part comes yeah. in, you know, like it's not even just about talking about other people or slandering or talking down on other people, they'll just, without having much understanding themselves, 
as not not for their answer but for the other side yeah right there's a difference of opinion in a lot of matters yes there right? is just just writing everything off as bid or just saying that this is not acceptable this is not okay you cannot do that yeah you know because for, for instance look i'm i'm shafi right yeah. if you were to talk to somebody that may you know identify as like salafi or something yeah. they would probably write off majority of shafi scholars hmm. because a lot of them were ashari a lot of them were you know would would probably do things or believe things or say things that they would flat out reject and say yeah. that no these people are just doing bid'ah this is this is that for instance like we heard this a lot people would ask our teachers a lot you know like oh you know for instance uh, we we would study hadith right in in kuliyat al-sharia the way they do it is that each semester you just um you get introduced to one of the six books and then you will go over some parts of hadith and then you will cover a few chapters of, of hadith right okay. so when we when we were covering sahih muslim the most famous explanation of sahih muslim is the one by imam an-nawawi kind of like the most famous explanation of sahih bukhari is the one by ibn hajar al-asqalani both of them are shafi scholars both of them are are ashari in their aqida so people would ask you know like oh what do we what do we take from this what do we think of them yeah. sometimes our teachers would make an excuse like oh they weren't you know full on ashari they just had a few you know ideas here and there that doesn't agree with you know ahl sunnah wal jamaah yeah whereas the other teachers the ones that i respected the most they would say things like i wish i could be you know one of the one of the chest hairs on of imam an-nawawi subhanallah like i i wish i could be at his level even mm. some even even to that extent you know just just a hair on his body right that's that's acknowledging and revering our it, ulama yeah exactly so you know it it goes to, it goes to a bigger extreme these days you know so so it's like in instead of talking badly about somebody who's actually studied properly yeah. and you know can can you know you bring your you bring your issue to whoever you're talking about and have a proper discussion or conversation or it doesn't whatever. have to be a debate or a public platform it, yeah it doesn't have to be something that you're sitting in front of a camera a like a spectacle if you have if you have a disagreement about something with someone then deal with it behind closed doors reach out be like hey i would like to really discuss this with you you can go offline talk about it yeah instead of making a spectacle of it i know? think the best discussions when their disagreements happen offline yeah and and try to have some form of intelligent discourse don't just you know play into your emotions and and talk about like oh this person used to do this but it's like what what's going to be good enough at least if somebody's trending in the right direction then you're going to do why you're going to question their intentions now you're going to be like but why did you do this before? that's what comes next yeah so it's like okay yes some some people are starting to trend in the right direction yeah yeah they should probably you know go back and address why they even had a not so 
orthodoxical view in the per- first place yeah. and address that. But, I mean, it's like how how much longer are you going to just criticize people for not doing things the way that you want them to do it? You know, so the whole the whole point of the discussion is not this discussion right now, I guess, yeah. is not really to address why people talk badly about other yeah. people or why people say things. It's it's really just like you people part of learning or gaining beneficial proper Islamic knowledge or even seeking knowledge properly. Yeah. It does not require one to call out other people by name. Yeah. You can call out ideas. Yeah. You can call out opinions without naming people. Yeah. And if the general public is smart enough, they'll be able to read between the lines. Yeah. No, there's no absolutely. there's no need to be explicit about anything. You know, some of the greatest scholars in the world currently how many names do you hear coming out of their mouths? None, usually. If we if we look at somebody, for instance, like you know, you're Pakistani, you're from Pakistan, you're very familiar with Ufti Taqi Uthmani. Ufti Taqi Uthmani talks people, about no one. Some people call him Sheikh Al Islam. Yeah. Right. He's at that status. He's yeah. at that level. Like you just said, what? How, how many names have come out of his mouth talking I, about people? I've, probably in the last month, I've listened to so many of his uh, speeches in Urdu. And I don't think I've ever heard him take a name of anybody. Because they, they don't. They don't. You know, like the, the people who are well-respected scholars yeah. will never talk about anybody. Yeah. And Brother Robert saying, I feel really bad for Sheikh Yasser Qadi and Sheikh Hamza Yusuf. They've done so much for the Ummah and their name gets dragged in the mud. Yeah. And, and look, when you get to a certain position yeah. and you have a certain following and, you know, you have... A platform yeah everything that you do is going to be scrutinized yeah. by the general public i you know i'm not going to say that you know sheikh both sheikh yasir qadi and sheikh hamza yusuf have never said anything wrong but a lot of times a lot of the things they say are taken out of context yeah or they say they say something in the moment where it's kind of like, look, if, you, if you're put on the spot, you can't be expected to maintain composure 100% of the time. That's absolutely right. You know, they can always be asked later, like, hey, you said this. It seems a bit off. Can you explain yourself? Elaborate. Explain. Elaborate. Yeah. And maybe they were just talking and, you know, sometimes the neurons don't fire at 100% all the time. Yeah. Or maybe they really do believe it. And that, that, and that time and point, you just take their explanation you can agree with it or disagree and you just move on you you take the good and you leave the bad you can't expect of course like you know like there's also this issue of some people just blindly follow a lot of these you know well-known i don't want to use the term celebrity du'a because i know for a fact like both hamza yusuf sheikh hamza yusuf and sheikh yasir qadi have put in the time and studied and all these other things and i don't think they i don't think they were like youtubers where they you know, tried to use the algorithm to build a following. <laughs> they didn't do that. Yeah, they, no, of they course did not. a good job of explaining what they were explaining, yeah. and people started listening. Like I remember, we used to listen to my father and myself. We used to listen to Sheikh Yasser Qadi back when he was in Memphis, when he first came back from Medina, and you know they used to load the talks a day after or something mm-hmm. after you do them, and we would be watching. This is back before YouTube Live and stuff like that. Yeah, and we would listen to him and you know things like that. 
and you know my dad being you know a very strict Hanafi you know he would listen and you know he wouldn't agree with the things but he would listen for the benefit and we would be sitting there listening I actually met one of the brothers who used to upload that content I met him recently years ago we used to record the content and upload it mm. and people used to love it and did he did he probably say things which maybe later on he fixed them yeah but did somebody listen to the next lesson the next day probably not and that makes a big difference is if you don't listen to the next lesson you don't know if he made a mistake did he fix it fix it yeah so they've they've both done tremendous work for the ummah yeah. you know i i see in the comments mention of uh you the know sirah yqs sirah yeah and you can ask almost anybody and they'll say that's probably one of the best sirahs no, available in the english good. language yeah right and now it's going to be in in like you know book form where you can oh, read it yeah 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 properly, i saw that right? yeah. so they're putting that together so it, i think i think pre-orders are already like out oh, there yeah. so it's it's going to be available in book form and it's you know that's that's that was a huge service for the ummah yeah you know sheikh hamza yusuf as well he's done so much for the ummah as well you know him and uh sheikh you know zaid shakir got together open zaytuna you know it, it, that was that was a huge thing yeah. to be able to provide you know an outlet for learning the islamic sciences even you know even whether you agree with the ideology or not it's still Look, something that's out there i saw something and somebody had posted it and they had shared it and they're like oh these guys they're like this and this and that and you know criticize them like look one of the problems you have with internet based internet only based du'at or people who are offering online solutions only is they're not offering a physical in person solution for anybody online takes a lot of emphasis it takes a lot of concentration it takes a lot of devotion 95% of the awam does not have that kind of concentration and devotion to be able to follow through with a 2 to 3 year curriculum online they're going to fall off at some point in time if you've put in the work you've put in the time and you've put a physical institution in place for people to come and benefit mm-hmm. and somebody's criticizing you and they've done nothing they should come to you they should ask you how you're doing it why you're doing it and and see the benefit of what you're doing and then go from there because we have so many you know small small madaris you have in the united states small small madaris small small schools then you have obviously Zaytun is a little bit bigger. It's considered a, a liberal arts college, right? Yeah. 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 Then you have Darul Qasim, which has now become a college it's accredited, as well. Right? Yes, accredited. Yeah, yeah. So you have these people, what's it called? Um, they're they're building these, you know, sort of platforms and stuff like that, which is fine. If you have a problem with it, ask. What is the problem? What, I have this problem. What is the solution? Brother Robert's asking, can he can I send him the link? He can come on and ask a question. Is that okay with you? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll, uh, Robert, I'll send you the link. And shall I give me a minute? Yeah. So, the, look, you you look around the the country and you see stuff popping up left and right. Yeah. And you know, may Allah subhanahu wa bless all their efforts and everything that they're doing. You don't like I I was I was trying to say like you don't have to agree with everything they do, yeah. but still, you know, these whatever you want to call it, different strands of Islamic thought exist. Yeah. And they've been around. F- for a very long time very so it doesn't matter if you're a shadi or a thari it doesn't matter if you're you know diobandi or yeah. or salafi or whatever you know like there's there's stuff out there for everybody and you know it could be online like yeah. you have you have some online programs that are being run and are you know being run pretty well um 
But, you know, you have to, like I said, it all comes down to who's just being like a YouTube or TikTok personality versus, you know, what does it take to actually study Islam properly? Yeah, no, no, you'll have you'll have like kids or like, you know, very young people that, okay, they'll they'll find a hadith here and there and they'll share it. Right, they'll they'll make a reel out of it. They'll make a TikTok out of it. Subhanallah. They'll make yeah. a whole production out of it, and then they gain a following or whatever. Yeah. And then you have some people that maybe they studied a little bit, or may, maybe they hung out with some mashayikh here and there, and learned a few things here and there. But it's like you know, if you have to. Another another thing that I kind of like a like a code, that I that I abide by. Um, number one is that, like I said, if, if anybody is talking about somebody else, like that's it, move yeah. on to something else yeah. right? until they start talking about something actual of actual benefit. Yeah. Number two is that people who, I truly believe this and if, I don't know who wants to comment or, you know, if people disagree, you know, you're feel free to say something. But I truly believe this. People who learn properly, yeah, speak less, yeah, and and the loudest people who are usually the loudest or the most outspoken are the ones with who don't have proper knowledge. Yeah, that's very true. So like, we have Brother Robert here. Let me add it in. Okay. So hey. brother Robert. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. How are you doing, brother Asad? We're not here. Can you hear me? Yeah. You can hear me better? I think it's a little better, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. I, I didn't catch your name, brother. How, uh, how are this you? This is Sheikh Anis. Sheikh Anis? Nice to meet yeah, you, Sheikh Anis. Hold up. Can we not hear him at all? Uh, can you say something? So, check. No, check. Yeah, one, two, one, two. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is it, is it working oh, now? Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we can, can hear you. Yeah. Go ahead. Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh Anis. How are you doing? Alaikum salam Alhamdulillah. I'm doing good. How about yourself? Alhamdulillah. You know, it's been a long day of work and cooking and stuff, but uh, I'm okay. I'm just relaxing a bit now. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, yeah, so me and Asa, you know, we're, we're good friends now. We've been on each other's channels uh, several times, and uh, he's been helping us out a lot uh, at Islam for Europeans. Um, so I'm the front man for the organization, Islam for Europeans. Uh, we're a small, uh, YouTube channel. Uh, we've got a Facebook group. Um, you know, I make videos every now and then, um, mm-hmm. you know, but there's, see, the thing is that me, myself, I'm kind of running it, you know, on my own when I, whenever I have time. So I'm usually the only one who makes any videos. I wish I had more Islamic knowledge. I just, I'm just so busy. Like I'd lo- I, you know, get, but I feel bad because, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say anything that's incorrect. So, mm-hmm. alhamdulillah, we have, you know, Brother Asad, who's in the group, you know, who's on the, the chat and also some other well-knowledgeable brothers. Um, but I wanted to ask a couple things because, you know, we, you know, have the opportunity to communicate and do interviews with uh, uh, people on like the dissident uh, right wing who are generally neutral to pro pro-Islam, uh, as opposed to the anti-Islam, right, that, that you always mm-hmm. see in the media. So uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Richard Spencer, Sheikh Anis. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard, of, I've heard of him. Okay, so a lot of people don't, don't realize this, but uh, Richard, after Donald Trump was elected, uh, he fell out of favor within that crowd, 
and actually uh, him and Richard and that crowd actually started to say really good things about Islam and Muslims. Uh, but the thing was, all of it, all of those channels were being deplatformed. So the only people on the right that Muslims were seeing were the anti-Islam right. So your Tommy Robinsons and your Douglas Murrays and you know your David Woods, right? So this other side of the right was completely not seen. So the YouTube Dawa people, they don't know that this group exists. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, to even communicate with these people can get you in a lot of trouble if you're not careful. So we had actually organized a, um, a Twitter space with Richard Spencer. Um, he actually said that in one of his videos, uh, I think a couple of years ago, that uh, like whenever he hears these anti-Islam people like Tommy Robinson talk about Islam, it honestly, he said that it makes him it makes him want to almost convert, <laughs> because it, Islam is being portrayed as this like uh, globe trotting, ass kicking warrior cult. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, you know, we had organized this, you know, discussion with people in this group, and one of the things I wanted to talk about was, um, you know, it was me and another brother on, and we talked about. Uh, you know, because they were talking about salvation in Islam. And, you know, one, you know, they talked about, you know, because they had different people from Christianity on there and stuff. And, you know, in Christianity, as you know, they believe that uh, it, you have to believe that Jesus is stuck for the law of the Son of God and that he's going to forgive our sins and stuff. And they asked us, you know, in Islam, what, what do they believe in Islam about salvation, right? So, you know, we said that, you know, I, the the knowledgeable brother wasn't uh wasn't us that he wasn't there at the time but he didn't he came on late so i was trying my best to explain it to explain it and i was so in islam we have no intermediaries uh you know like uh we pray to to the, our creator the creator of the heavens and uh you know the lord of all the worlds with no intermediaries directly and we can only seek forgiveness from from him right and i don't know i said that uh it's also in Islam. We also consider consider deeds to be important. Now, I said that because I know these people on the on the on the on the, on the right wing, and they see a that the West fell because um, you know part of the reason why the West fell was because Christianity has this idea that you know no matter what you do, no matter what evil deeds you do, Jesus is going to forgive all of your sins. Uh, so this led to liberalism and, and a, you know, in a very, in a very, it was a very slippery slope because it's like, you know, and I mean, when I grew up in high school, I went to, an, uh, you know, a high school is 95% white and Catholic. And, you know, like no one believed really in the Bible. And they said, you know, like, what's the point of, you know, if, if Jesus is going to forgive all my sins, what's the point of, you know, uh, getting married? What's the point of not getting wasted every week? What's the point of not doing hardcore drugs and so on and so on and so on. So, and then secondly, you know, they see some Muslims are doing bad things and, you know, saying, well, I'm Muslim. So, you know, like uh, God's going to forgive all my sins anyway. So because of those factors, you know, like I mentioned this, that like, you know, in Islam, like it's, you know, like uh, faith in Allah is important. But, you know, at the same time, you know, you know, we have rules and regulations and things we're supposed to do and things we're not supposed to do. And one of the, you know, uh, another Muslim came on and actually said that, no, like we shouldn't argue it this way. He said that, uh, you know, deeds are not necessary for salvation in Islam. So then I backtracked a little bit and I said, and so was the knowledgeable brother as well. I said, yes, that's true. 
no matter what good deeds we do, it has to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, so, you know, like even Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who is the greatest, you know, the greatest man in our example uh, of a human being, you know, like he said that, you know, I forget the hadith in full, but he said, um, oh, I forgot the hadith, uh, that like, you know, you know, not, you know, we, we cannot see, achieve salvation except with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no matter how many good deeds we do. So I'm just thinking like, what's the best way to approach us? On one side, you could say, well, in Islam, you know, like deeds are not necessary for salvation, which in and of itself is true. I mean, you, if you say, la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, you can go to paradise. But at the same time, to, to present it in a way, I mean, it just makes people think of Christianity when you just say, you know, like you can just, you can just achieve salvation just by accepting uh, Islam. So I just wanted your take on it, Sheikh Anis. I know this is a, I was a very long explanation, but just give yeah. me your it. <laughs> no worries. So, so not, so. I wouldn't I wouldn't fully agree with that notion that you know deeds are unnecessary for salvation because end of the day yes if you have even a mustard seed worth of iman or belief that there's none worthy of worship except Allah and Muhammad sallallahu is the last and final messenger you will enter paradise but does that mean you'll be saved no that means that you'll enter paradise eventually. So your good deeds, that's why we have the whole notion of, you know, our our, our book of deeds, um, you know, the scales of good and bad deeds. Are you going to receive your book in your right hand or in your left hand or in the middle? Because if if you're Muslim, you can still receive your book in your left hand. And that means you will enter into the hellfire. Now, does that mean you're going to be in the hellfire forever? No. Because, as mentioned, if you have even a little bit of iman and you and you take the shahad and you believe in it, then you'll enter paradise eventually. So does does that does that equate to salvation? I don't I don't think so. Mm. So your deeds do still matter, you know. So there's there, a utility. Yeah, there's and and also we wouldn't be told things like um, if you do, if you do one good deed, it counts as 10. And if you do one bad deed, it counts as one. Like there wouldn't, there wouldn't be this, um, quantification of deeds either. Right. So all of these things emphasize that our deeds do matter. And you have hadith like, right. The first hadith that we hear all the time, right. That your, your actions, uh, depend upon your intentions, right. So we have to make sure that our intentions also follow with our actions. So it shows, it, it emphasizes that we do have actions. You know, our our five pillars of Islam, only, only one pillar is something that, I guess you can even argue that it, it requires action, but saying la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, that's the only thing that, that requires, you know, a, you know, to, for you to say it out loud, something that's verbal. But then the other four is it's kind of a manifestation of the first pillar where once you say la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, then you have to pray five times a day. Then you have to pay your zakah every year. Then you have to fast every Ramadan. Then if you're able to physically and financially, you have to perform hajj. These are all deeds. These are all actions. So it it definitely requires um, us to perform a certain amount of good deeds and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his mercy makes it easy for us as I mentioned 
there's that, that famous ayah man ja bil hasanati fala ashram taliha wa man ja bi sayyati fala yujza illa mithlaha that when you come with one good deed it counts as 10 and when you come with one bad deed it counts as um one and then on top of that Allah's mercy he says that in al hasanati yudhibna sayyiat that verily one good deed will wipe out your bad deeds right so good deeds will also wipe out bad deeds so for somebody through their deeds to still receive their book in their left hand that means that they were sinning like just day and night without any good deeds without any uh repentance without any seeking of forgiveness and you know they still happen to so so, so just to kind of wrap that up yeah you you still have to uh have you know some some good deeds in in order to achieve you know full on salvation at least the way the, as as the christians see it right because for them salvation is that there's there's no consequences for their actions right they may argue the opposite but at the crux of what they say or to say that you know um jesus died on the cross for our sins and uh through believing that he is the son of god we will achieve salvation that in and of itself just shows that there's no consequences for their actions that now that yes they should try to live good pious lives but like you mentioned what's to stop them from from not doing that right so in in their eyes in order to achieve their version of salvation you do have to have enough good deeds on your scale in order to enter into paradise without having to go through the punishment um of you know the hereafter and in the hellfire well brother yusuf saying that this is a protestant view um mm. majority of christians is saying don't believe this but he also mentioned that the distinction needs to be looked at in relation to the catholic view of mortal sins okay. um for which they say you're not going to enter heaven and i don't think we have any mm. sense like that yeah. where you won't ever enter heaven i don't think there's a life sentence yeah no even even when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that every every sin is forgiven except for shirk yeah we don't know to what extent you know does that mean that you if you do commit shirk do you you know do you take your shahada again if you commit no. shirk do you repent and just hope that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives you yeah right or do you you know go to the hellfire for a certain extent you know no. you we have to believe in Allah's mercy and have hope in his his mercy that even if we do commit shirk you know and in this case it's major shirk right yeah. if if you do commit major shirk you know you repent yeah and honestly as as a muslim yeah. as a muslim nobody i don't i don't envision any one who claims to be a practicing muslim even non-practicing to yeah. commit shirk, shirk yeah major shirk yeah the prophet sallallahu did say that his ummah is safe from shirk yes. right and that means major shirk yeah maybe they may come close yeah or maybe they may actually commit it i guess cuz i guess shaitan tricks us in all sorts Jesus. of ways right yeah. you have people you know praying to the dead to yeah. graves pray on their behalf like, yeah. and praying to graves and going to pier sobs and all these things yeah. so it's like Okay yeah even if you call that shit in in their minds they probably don't know any better yeah right? they they probably they probably think that this is some because that's what they're taught so yeah. even it's from that even from that ignorance you know you just pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives them for their ignorance you of course we have to try and learn 
so that we can know better. But yeah. uh, for the most part, nobody is actively, no Muslim is actively trying to commit shirk. So whatever they're doing, they themselves may not see it as shirk. Right? They may yeah. not see it as like, you know, the, you look at other religions or you look at the, the uh, mushrikun of Makkah, you know, they actively would use um, people to intercede between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So um, it it's not it's not like that, you know. Yeah. So we, we just hope in Allah's mercy and, and that he'll forgive us for any shirk that we commit. And, and like I said, people who maybe come from a religion in which they committed shirk, once they convert to Islam, everything before is wiped out. Yeah. So... It it's not you know there's there's no like mortal sin that will prevent a a believing Muslim from eventually entering paradise. So inshallah we're gonna wrap it up now yeah. because we have to get ready for Isha as well. Uh, Jazakallah khair for brother Robert for coming on and asking us a question. There's something on here inshallah. Just yeah. take a look at it. Um, but what's it called? But inshallah. We look forward, inshallah. If you have any more questions, Brother Robert, or anybody else in that group, more than welcome to send them, inshallah. Next time we sit down, maybe next week, yeah. inshallah, we'll answer them. Yeah, inshallah. Um, Jazakallah khair, Sheikh Hanis. Jazakallah khair, Brother Robert, um, for joining us. Anything you'd like to say? Or that's it? No, I mean, inshallah, we'll, we can continue the discussion because I yeah, don't think inshallah. we really got No, no, we into really the... didn't get into it. We'll, we'll, deeper, we'll dig a little bit deeper next week, yeah. inshallah. Okay, Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All right.